Welcome to Positivity. Messages of hope, support, and inspiration. In 10 minutes or less. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Erica Ishii. I'm Amy Dallin. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I, there's so much more to, to say. I like, I, I'd love like a comparison and contrast between generationally, like, cause rent absolutely galvanized, like a generation of musical theater fans. Yeah. But I'm curious also like things like it that just didn't have I, maybe the same forward going impact, but like hair, I think did that for a yeah, lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my dad was literally graduating from the military academy and he owns the original soundtrack of hair on vinyl. And at one point I was like, Dad, isn't this musical kind of... And he was just like, well, the songs were great. Like, it, it, there was everyone... Like, I mean, I, I loved hair, obviously, but I was just like, really? Dad, like, maybe you bought a soundtrack where they make fun of you? Like, um, and it because, of course, people contain multitudes, and my dad was more than just one thing. But, like, uh, it always made me laugh. But, like, the, this impact is shared. And, and I know for me, when I was in high school... Uh, I got hit by like two Mack trucks. One was rent and the other was ragtime. Oh, oh yeah, God. Ragtime. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought up ragtime because, okay, to anybody who has this sort of power listening to this, it is time. The a revival of ragtime is, is yes, so please. necessary right yes, now. Very much so. I, I'm so sorry to like, no, no, no. Amy, please continue. But yeah, I, and I actually, one song from that is on my character playlist for, for the RPG I'm playing right now. Um, it's, uh ragtime is uh, about uh civil rights for minorities and about immigrants being treated like people and mm-hmm. uh it even touches a little bit about on on show business and you know the the pathos behind that uh and and about you know how you can help and and be a good ally it's so it is so crazy topical right now and yes. it needs to come back to broadway right now the Younger Brother <laughs> song about the night that Golden spoke in Union Square is yes! another one of my favorite all time because once again the build and like this is the like his his this huge life changing experience for him is told in this like four minute song and by the end of it like every time I hear it and I sing along to it I'm like weeping just like yeah, listening that's... to like be- and it's weeping from this like. If you don't know the song, it's about like him finally finding his purpose in life and like it just being completely by accident and like It was winter in New York and the for snow was coming down yes. and the workmen's hall had not a seat to spare. Uh, and a young man stepped inside just to warn himself was all <laughs> the night that Goldman spoke Union Square. And the best is like in, <laughs> on, in that's the on bridge, my playlist. The bridge is Really? Yeah. In that's because like, my, my character is an activist. And so like that, I, I've been listening to that almost on repeat for the last couple of weeks. So this is wild you brought it up. I've tried to find some meaning in the arms of fallen women in thoughts Strike. of suicide. Like a firework unexploded, wanting life but never knowing how. Sisters, brothers, come together. Truth will bring you joy. The, the line, like a firework unexploded, is like yeah. so, like, Ugh! oh, I love that musical. But that's the thing is, like, for me, there are so many, like, any song that's like, this is a person finally realizing what it is to blank, fill yeah. in blank, like, that I will always fall in love with those songs. What it is to love, 
what it is to lose someone, what it is to be happy, what it is to find their purpose. Like those kind of like huge self discovery moments in song are so powerful to me because I also think that that encapsulates a, a desire that we all feel all the time of like, I want to understand what it is to love. I want to understand what it means to belong. I want to understand. And so like when, when you hear a musical, and this is why I think they are so amazing. When you see a play, right, you watch and you're watching someone's experience and you're watching someone's interpretation. But there's something about musicals and music that makes it feel like it's coming from inside of you. Yeah. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. like I just had a tarot reading done and it was completely for fun. I have no uh, strong belief in any kind of uh, supernatural or anything like that. And what I really like about when it's done right by someone who knows why they're doing it and is doing it for the right reasons, it's like, hey, this is a general statement, but said in such a way that it feels incredibly specific to you. And that's, uh, that's like musicals to me of like, it, you suddenly feel like they wrote this song about me. There is uh, actually a name for that, actually. And it specifically applies to things like astrology and tarot. But I guess it's it's funny that we're talking about musicals now. It's called the Barnum Effect. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. There is something that is is very general and, and some sort of broad statement, but that anybody can kind of identify with. Okay, but is that named for like deliberate trickery, or is it de- named for like here's a beautiful expression of the universal? That's a good question. See, I mean, I uh, think yeah, it can be I applied to all. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just the idea of something being highly universal, or that's how I always have. I I should look into that nice. more. Maybe somebody can correct me. But oh, oh my gosh, yes, it's and and it's uh, it's funny. Ashman and Mencken, the incredible mm. musical team behind some of the best, my favorite uh, golden age of Disney yes. uh, scores. Uh, you know, they they almost cut part of your world from Little Mermaid. What? Yes, they almost cut part of your world because uh, it wasn't it was only in animatics and they showed it to a test screening and people weren't really responding to it as much as they like. And they were like, oh, we got to get rid of this song. It's slowing everything down. Uh, and Megan and Ashman said, no, you don't understand. This is the I want song. Yes. This is this is there is there is. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's if it's a, a flower seller in Covent Garden or uh, who sits down on a bench or or a, a lass in, Brig- in Brigadoon who sits down on a stump. A, a leading lady always sits down on something and tells you what you what she wants and you fall in love with her. Yes, it's it's so true because it's this intensely human feeling. And um, side note, Little Mermaid was the first film that I saw in theaters on <gasps> and the moment. There's a very striking moment where she swims up, I think, towards the top of the grotto, and you see her, like, framed in this, like, hole in the wall. And as she gets closer, like, her whole face with, like, huge eyes fills this, like, frame. And, like, Mm. it was really, really, really striking to me. And it's, like, my first memory of, like, seeing a movie uh, and like I'm sure I had seen movies at home before then, but I cannot remember them. Like I remember sitting there and watching her swim and sing about wanting to be part of something, you know. And yeah, like, she stitches oh, out. Of- yeah, I-, I love that moment. Musicals, and they are films, great. Yeah, they should get a lot of credit for like 
the, the, the musicals revival that eventually happened, I think, in part happened because they, they got the art form across to millions of people in those films. Yeah. Uh, and we were already, when the, the Rent and the Ragtimes hit and the Moulin Rouge hit and all this stuff, we were like, yep, we are showing up. Chicago <laughs> in theaters, we're going. Like, I think that's the other thing, and we will wrap this up because I'm pretty sure we've gone over our time, even in a two-parter. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there's something to be said and there's a willingness in theater. The reason that theater, I think, has endured and will always endure is that there's something about the art form that's so malleable that they mm. they they don't have, or at least the people that do have notions about, like, it's supposed to be like this. They eventually, you know, die and retire, and new people come along and say, I'm going to try it like this. And, like, a willingness to say, like, we can make it more like, you know, Disney musicals, that's fine. That's not upsetting. To, like, we can do Lion King, and that's just as satisfying as something else. Or, like, we can do Ragtime, and that's just as satisfying as, you know, Music Man. We can do Parade, and that's just as fun in its own way as, you know, Hello, Dolly. And, like, we can do being a able to say, like, yeah, we can do the imagining of our founding fathers, right. you know, with, with a diverse <laughs> and inclusive cast. What if we try this? And, I mean, I look at theater, like, plays the same way. Where there's like things of like, okay, well, we're going to do, instead of everybody just addressing the audience directly, we're going to build a fourth wall. Where, and it's like, what? That's bonkers. And it's like, yeah, but I'm going to see how it goes. And like that kind of willingness to not stick to the old conventions is the reason that like you can keep doing theater in some form or fashion forever. Because, and like, your crazy uh, ideas about, like, well, maybe we could adapt a, a lesbian cartoonist autobiography and make it into a musical, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll work. And it's like, oh, oh thank love, God they did. Yeah. Fun home, oh, my God. Love. I love musicals. If you're feeling down, go see yourself a good musical. And if you don't want to think for a while, go see a nice jukebox musical. You know all <laughs> the songs. Just enjoy it. Thank you for joining us. Tune in again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Until then, take care of yourselves.